everyone's so busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses, we all on our telephones. With the texts and the tweets and the beats, what he said, she said, can't even follow the three. Down the hole, we all go. Me, I like keeping up too, with my corona and my attitude. That's La Vida Masfina. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This is a fascinating juncture of the Viking season. They are three and one. They really haven't played well since the first half of the first game, but they are three and one, which puts them in great shape. They get a bad Bears team coming into uh, U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. Let's see where Jeff thinks this team is at the moment here on Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. This is part of TalkNorth.com. We do recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app to any of the shows you like. It's free. It's easy. Thanks to White Bear Lake Superstore. Thanks to Platinum Bank. Thanks to our producer, Brianne Burdett. So, Jeff, how are you feeling about this team? They've been, they, they're three and one, which is great. Uh, they've survived two pretty mediocre performances to win the last couple of weeks, been outscored 80 to 69 since the first half of the first game, but they are in pretty good shape right now. Yeah, they really are, Jim. I think it's a bottom line business, as we've always said. And, and I always said, just get the W because in three weeks, no one's going to remember how it happened. And so uh, these last two weeks have been obviously down to the wire and needing late rallies to win and against the Lions and against the Saints in London. But they they did get it done, and I think that bodes well and builds confidence, as Kevin O'Connell has talked about. But they every, everybody's on the team, coaches, players, they know they've got to be better. They've got to be play more clean and – this is a good opportunity this week against against a Bears team that is down and clearly in a rebuild mode. And Justin Fields can't throw the ball very well, and offensive line can't protect him. Uh, defensively, they're still okay. And I think that's where the Vikings have to be careful in a game like this, that all of a sudden, if the Bears get things going on the ground, and they're a pretty good rushing team, and if – they don't expose fields to a lot of pressure. I think that it could be a dangerous kind of game. And as we've always said, there are no gimmies in the NFL. <laughs> and this Bears team did somehow beat the 49ers, but it was in a monsoon in Chicago. And then they beat a bad Houston team. They lost at Green Bay and, and at the Giants last week and had kind of a miserable performance in New York, giving up 262 yards on the ground. So I think the, the Vikings, from their standpoint at this point, almost at the quarter pole, you say, yeah, three and one is, is really good, especially those first two games that were going to be difficult. And we know the schedule is going to get going to get tougher down the road. This is a game you can't afford to have a trip up. Going to Miami next week, you got Buffalo ahead, Dallas. you got some really good teams on the schedule coming up. In the, in the next month or so. So I think it's really important that, that the Vikings play well and that they gain some confidence this week. And uh, especially uh, Kirk Cousins offensively, 
with the new system, it's been a little bumpy. We know that he's already thrown four interceptions and they threw seven all of last year. And in, in his best year rating wise, he only had six all year. So he, he needs to be better. The interception he threw in the second quarter, started late first quarter, early second quarter last week, really turned that game around, came right after the, the gruesome injury to, to Lewis scene. It looked like the Vikings were cruising at that point, And all of a sudden, Cousins throws that bad interception and the whole game turned around. And it was a, it was a battle the rest of the way. And so he, he's got to be better. I think the rushing, the run game has definitely got to improve uh, for the Vikings. Dalvin Cook has not been able to shake loose, particularly this year. And this is a great opportunity this week of going against the number 32 and last rush defense that was just gashed by the Giants last week for 262 yards and Saquon Barkley at 146. So if there's ever a week to turn Dalvin Cook loose and Alexander Madison, this is it. No doubt about it. Let's start macro before we go micro. Uh, these organizations turned over their front office and their coaching staff in the offseason. They were basically competing for general manager and coaching candidates. Uh, the Bears go with the rebuild and hire a defensive coach. The Vikings say, let's try to win with this group, and they hired an offensive coach. Uh, did they, do you think they both made the right decision given their circumstances? I, I think it's too soon to tell. And you would think the Vikings would feel pretty good about where they're at at this point in time. But again, we know that things have to improve as they get into the meat of the schedule coming up soon. And, and as we said, can't take anything for granted, even, even the Bears, who they, who they did beat twice last year. But they had some real struggles with them in, in Cousins' first couple of years here. But, of course, that was a much different Chicago team with Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and a lot of trouble the Vikings had on the offensive line being able to pass protect in those games. And this this is a much different Bears team defensively. They've still got Roquan Smith, who's an excellent player. Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks last year. He's only got one this year. So they've got to be careful in this game. They've also got Armand Watts, the Bears, starting a defensive tackle. And... The Vikings have to know he'll come in with a chip on his shoulder after he was cut at the end of training camp in a salary cap move. And by the way, the guy who replaced him, Ross Blacklock, has not been impressive. He came in at times last week and was pushed around when the Saints started to run the ball on the Vikings. And so he needs to step up his game if he's going to be a a viable guy to, to replace Armand Watson. So there, there, there's a lot of also subplots to this game. The Bears, like last week when the Saints came in with all their injury problems, missing Kamara, Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston, Andrew Pete. Well, the Bears have some injury problems too. David Montgomery, their starting running back, has, has a bad ankle, missed last week. Khalil Herbert has had some good moments running the ball. He's a, more of a speed back than Montgomery, but he also is not very good in pass protection which has been a huge issue for Chicago. They've given up 16 sacks. And Jalen Johnson, their best cover corner, who you would think they would try to match up with with uh, J- Justin Jefferson, as some other teams have done successfully. But the Saints did not have success last week with Marcus Lattimore against, Je- against Jefferson. But Jalen Johnson is a pretty good cover corner, and, and he 
has not practiced this week with a quad. So a lot of issues injury-wise for Chicago, and the Vikings are relatively healthy other than, as we said, the bad injury to scene, which is going to hurt their special teams. And I think ultimately, Jim, it's going to hurt their their secondary because one guy I have not been impressed with thus far this season is, is Cam Bynum. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's it's kind of surprising to me because I, I felt he played well last year when he replaced when he replaced Harrison Smith for those couple of games when Harrison was out with with COVID and had, a, had some really good games. I think the Chargers was one of them. And this year he's just not making plays. That the one that really stuck in my craw was the the long pass at the end of regulation. Um, on the Saints' last drive, when Chris Olave catches that thirty, whatever thirty-two yard pass down the middle in a prevent defense, and Bynum is just kind of looking at him and not trying to make a play on the ball, you cannot do that in that situation with twenty some seconds to go, and you give that you give Will Lutz a chance for the last field goal, and of course, the infamous double doink. <laughs> but that that was a pretty good kick, Jim. I thought he made it. <laughs> It was a great kick. Uh, for, under those circumstances, it was a great kick, and the Vikings got lucky, let's face it. Um, and, hey, it's it's easy to talk about uh, – we like talking about offense. It's fun. There are always stats available to make whatever case you want to make. We should really spend some time on the special teams here. Matt Daniels has come in and a, a unit that just drove Mike Zimmer nuts, that Mike Zimmer might have managed poorly given the results. Uh, now you have special team player of the week and Greg Joseph. He ends up having a great game. Uh, th- their coverage has been excellent. Their, you know, their return game has been pretty good. They haven't had any big blowups. They had a, 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 a fake punt for a conversion. Uh, you know, it looks like Matt Daniels knows what he's doing. Yeah, def- definitely. I think that, that he's done a, a really good job in, in the first month of the season. I think, obviously, Greg Joseph, special teams player of the week with, with his five field goals and making the game winner. Unfortunately, the, the missed extra point really loomed large in that game last week and, yeah. and could, have, could have forced overtime. But overall, Joseph has been pretty solid and had a couple misses from 50-plus a week before, but those are not gimmies, obviously. But I think the cover teams have been excellent. Asamoa. Scene we mentioned was it was a big part of that, and they're going to be missing him. Chris Boyd had a, a forced fumble, fumble recovery on on a punt last week in London, which was a big play. And then the fake field goal or fake fake punt that was converted was was a, an exciting play. Unfortunately for the Vikings, all those turnovers and big plays on special teams, they were only able to convert into three points, and, and I think that's the big challenge. For the team, the special teams is making plays. The defense did force a turnover with Dalvin Tomlinson forcing the fumble last week. But again, the Vikings were not able to turn those into touchdowns, which enabled the Saints to keep it close. And the Saints, meanwhile, were scoring touchdowns. That's a bad formula going down the road. And so, as you said, offensively, they need to improve. They need to finish drives. Defensively, they need to be better against the run, especially in the second half. And the Bears will test them with the run game this week as they, they come in with the, the number three rushing offense in the league. But their pass offense is dismal, last in the league, 98 yards a game, Jim. That's, that's I don't know, that's high school. <laughs> Not brutal. even good high school. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's really what's bad. fascinating here, Jeff, is that they are, they're obviously rebuilding. 
And yet they have a young quarterback in his second year who needs a certain amount of talent around him to be able to develop. And I don't see it. Here's, here's my view. I liked just Justin Fields coming out of college. I thought the bears made a good pick, but he hasn't gotten better. And I'm not sure he has the ability to get better given the way his off that offense functions and his lack of receiving talent, lack of offensive line talent. I also see a guy who, whether it's his fault or the coaching staff's fault, he doesn't manage the pocket. Good NFL quarterbacks know where to step in the pocket to give themselves more time to give their offensive line better angles on on you know pass blocking. Justin Fields walks into sacks. He walks into pressure, and you aren't going to survive in this league if you do that. No, that's right. He definitely he holds the ball too long, and oftentimes too eager to to escape and run, not letting guys like Darnell Moody, who Mooney, who's a good receiver, give him time to get open. But they just don't have very many weapons offensively in terms of, of receiving talent. And, and the offensive line is, it has been shaky for a couple of years. And so the result is their, their offense has is, is really been dismal. And so they rank 31st in the league in points scored. While their defense is, is playing decent, they've only allowed 19 points a game. So these games are relatively low scoring that, that the Bears are playing. But again, teams are just running the ball, controlling the time possession, figuring Chicago's not explosive enough to make plays and keep it and keeping it relatively close. Sometimes that's a dangerous plan, but it, it's it's worked so far for certainly for the Packers in that Sunday night game and, and the Giants last week. And so we'll, we'll see what happens this week with the Vikings approach if they get more aggressive offensively and try to turn things loose. We know this Kirk Cousins. It's just he's not off to a great start compared to his his stats the last few years, but he's winning, <laughs> and so and he's making big plays at the end of the games, and if that continues, then then that's great for the offense. The defense needs to be better. Daniel Hunter, I, I think, has been a little bit of an in and out player, kind of disappearing at times, especially in pass per, uh, pressures. Uh, Zadarius Smith, I think, is really good, but he's fighting a knee. And DJ Wanham is, is, a, is a good relief guy and rotation guy. So they, I think they've got the talent to be a better pass rushing team than they've been. And part of that, too, is that Ed Donatel and his, off, his defense have just not been real aggressive. They play a lot of the cover two and laying off and soft zone coverage and and not a lot of blitzing, but we saw at the end of last week against the Saints, Harrison Smith came a couple times on that last drive, and that was really important, and he was able to get a couple pressures and force the incompletions towards the end of the game. So maybe Donatel will take that under advisement and, and try to, to use Harrison a little bit more in that regard and Eric Kendricks in blitzing to, to help that pass rush. Let's get more into the offense. Let's talk about stuff going on around the league and the, the uh, NFC North division. But for first, let's thank our sponsors, starting with White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always excited to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore. Buick GMC and my great friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Guttrell. They're fantastic staff. Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC dealers, six years running with the best selection and their super friendly premium team. Check out that great website, whitebearlakesuperstore.com 
and you'll see 0% APR on most GMC and Buick SUV models, including the stylish Encore GX. Check out the all-new next-generation GMC Sierra 1500. Reserve yours now and explore the GMC Sierra HD. Don't wait. Reserve your all-electric super truck, the Hummer EV. The Wiper Lake Superstore also is the Quigley 4x4 van superstore. They are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut. So visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in White Bear Lake or online at WhiteBearLakeSuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also to Platinum Bank. Platinum Bank, wonderful sponsor. Is your bank a partner or simply a provider? In today's environment, businesses and individuals need a bank that can move quickly and act creatively. Platinum Bank understands the Twin Cities market, partnering with clients to overcome the challenges, capitalize on opportunities, and helping Twin Cities executives to grow their businesses. Platinum Bank's financial products are tailored to meet the unique needs of your organization and solve your problems, not create them. I am a very happy Platinum Bank client and account holder, have personally experienced tremendous customer service, working with Market President Nader for and VP Drew Lynch. To learn how Platinum Bank can be an asset to your business, visit www.platinumbankmn.com. Platinum Bank, providing a means to a dream. So if you break down the Vikings offense, pretty much everybody other than Jefferson is not up to their traditional standards, statistical standards. Uh, Cousins has thrown way more interceptions, uh, lower completion percentage than all of his uh, career norms. Dalvin Cook, lower rush Yards per rush, uh, Adam Thielen only one touchdown, even though he's one of the best red zone uh, receivers in the league. Uh, you know, Irv Smith hasn't really gotten it going yet. Uh, Osborne has the one big catch for a game-winning touchdown, hasn't done a lot elsewhere. Do you think this is just part of the growth process of the new offense, or do you see something more endemic? Yeah, I think it really is adjusting on the fly to the new offense and, and the same thing on defense, more or less. And with these stats are, are off, and but but as we said, they are winning. But I, I do think that they need to improve and improve quickly offensively if they are going to be truly a playoff team and a threat in the playoffs. They, they've got to get things going and, and be able to get the ball to their playmakers consistently. Jefferson is, is having a, a really good year, but he's had a couple of weeks that were a little suspect in terms of of how the coverage was. And last week, again, they started to put him more in motion, put him in the backfield, try to shake him loose a little bit. And that's going to be the big challenge. And then when he is attracting double coverage, then find Thielen, which they did last week. And Adam had a, a good game. He catches for 72 yards and, and, and several big, big catches. Osborne, not a lot of production, but, but even the one catch for six yards was on the final drive on a third down. So that's a big play. And Dalvin Cook, I think they just need to do a better job in run blocking and which they've done from time to time, but be able to shake him loose. And then Dalvin, maybe he's not quite running as well as he should be running and compared to past years, but he did have the good 14 yard run that kind of set was a, was a key part of that last drive too against the saints. So I think that's one thing we're, we're going to watch very closely this week, offensively and defensively, how they're able to step up their game, 
against an inferior team that has been struggling, especially uh, offensively. So the, I, I think this is a week that the defense needs to make a statement that that they can pressure the quarterback. The Bears have allowed 16 sacks this year. And again, offensively, as you said, Kirk needs to, to, to be better. And maybe part of it is that, that he historically has been a very programmed type of quarterback. And, and so I, I think the one of the key plays I saw last week was when he did the check down to uh, to Jet, to uh, Thielen, and it was after I think one of the after Jefferson's long catch down to whatever the three yard line, and then and then first of all Kirk takes a delay a game, which a veteran quarterback like him you cannot do on the three yard line. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. so that pushes them back, and then they get to third down, and Jefferson is breaking free in the right corner of the end zone, and he and he checks it down to to Thielen, and they take a field goal. Well, and he's not under pressure at that point. So he, he's got to be better. He's got to be more patient and have that creativity, which we know has not historically been his forte. But I think that's what O'Connell's trying to drive into him. And so let's see. Let's see what happens this week against the Chicago team. But, again, this is the week that they need to run the ball. Going against the number 32 run defense in the league, they got to run the ball this week and get that offensive line going. Brian O'Neill, I think, is a terrific player. Can't have two false starts when when you're an, an elite tackle. Darisaw, I think, is getting get, getting better and better, but he he's given up some pressures and and some inside moves, and and so he needs to be better. And really, the whole offensive line, Bradbury is always going to be an issue. They got to help him. But I, th- I think the offensive line has the makings of a really good group. I think Ed Ingram is going to keep improving. He's been good in the run game, needs to continue to, to improve in the pass protection. So there, there are a lot of good things. Still too many drop passes, too. And <clears throat> the Johnny Munt third and one play was really a critical drop, and again, leading to a field goal. And I think a lot of us were a little surprised that O'Connell – didn't go for it on fourth and one at that point. It's a tie game early in the game, but I I think Kevin maybe had thought we're just not quite in sync and let's get the points. Let's take the lead. Yep. No doubt about it. All right. We're going to have lots of Vikings issues to talk about every week. Let's get some league stuff here. And what we do is we do NFL picks. Uh, Really people always joke, not for betting purposes. Really? These are not, this is not for betting purposes. We're not trying to tell you uh, where to spend your money or where to make your picks in your local pool. This is just a good way to talk about a lot of teams, a lot of action around the league. Let's start with this giants, Packers, Packers, very much like the Vikings, a three and one team that looked like they're just kind of figuring things out. The giants are three and one and they've been winning close games. And Barkley looks like Barkley again, which is a big deal for that franchise. Yes. I think one of, one of the interesting things this week with the, the, the Packers approach, kind of taking the same approach as the Vikings in terms of heading over to London on, on Thursday night, late, arriving Friday morning, Aaron Rodgers semi-complaining that he wanted to do some sightseeing, Jim, on this trip. <laughs> of course, he wanted to go find some psychedelics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was kind of funny to to read that, like, oh, these coaches are all paranoid and all worried about everything, and I think we should have some fun on this trip. And, well, Aaron, 
with all your money, you can afford to to uh, take a private jet over in the off season. So I wouldn't worry exactly. about that. But, <clears throat> but yeah, I think that the Packers, like the Vikings, kind of finding their way, playing good defense offensively. There, it's been a struggle with their receiving core. The Giants, I think, are a little bit of a mirage at three and one. Yep. And Daniel Jones looks like he's going to play this week coming off his sprained ankle. But I I, I do like the Packers in this game. I I think that they, I think they win by 10 points. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I I would pick exactly the same kind of outcome, 10 to 13, 14 points, something like that. The Packers are just better and they're starting to figure things out. All right. Cowboys at Rams. Uh, Cooper Rush has been good. Uh, I think it's overreaction and overreaction to think that he should be the starting quarterback instead of Dak Prescott. I will still take Dak Prescott over Cooper Rush. Uh, The Rams, uh, fascinating to see the Rams struggle offensively, uh, even this this soon after winning a Super Bowl. What do you think of this one? I think this is a really interesting game, and and you would think going in that the Cowboys' defense, which is really one of the league's best this year, that that they can put a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford, who is he's not maybe quite right with that whatever that elbow thing he's dealing with, and and I think they're maybe waiting on. Odell Beckham to come back and help their receiving core and help Cooper Cup. But but the Rams, they're just not quite right to me. I think the Cowboys are playing better. But for some reason, I just think the Rams will find a way in this game and Aaron Donald will rise up and force a, a turnover or two. And I, I think it's going to be a close game, but I, but I, I would take the Rams at home. I think I'm going to take the Cowboys. I just love the way their defense is playing right now. I don't see the Rams protecting Stafford, and they haven't gotten – I think a big key of their season is getting Allen Robinson involved. He's a, an incredibly talented receiver. He's a dynamic guy, and they haven't gotten him going. You get him going to go with Cooper Rush, and all of a sudden you're very difficult to defend. It just hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to take the Cowboys this week. Eagles at Cardinals. Eagles, right now, you have to say they're the best team in the NFL, the way they're playing. Cardinals uh, are interesting. I don't know what to make of them exactly, but they're dangerous because their quarterback can make a lot of weird plays. Yeah, he certainly, Kyra Murray is is a dangerous guy. I I think that this could be the game that the Eagles drop on the road at Arizona in the heat. A A lot of factors. This, to me, is kind of the upset special this week, and I, I, I'm not sure what the spread is. I'm sure it's fairly close in in Philly's favor, but I kind of like the Cardinals at home. I don't think they're not a great team, but I think this is a team. This is a game where where they could pull the upset. It is a logical place for them to lose. I just don't trust the Cardinals at all, so I will take the Eagles in this one. Bengals at Baltimore, then we'll do our Vikings pick. Bengals at Baltimore. Bengals have had their problems, uh, kind of like the Rams. Uh, Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is having an incredible year, but it doesn't feel like a complete team yet. What do you think of this one? Yeah, this is another really close call. The the Ravens can't finish games. They've blown a couple big leads, including last week against Buffalo. Cincinnati started 0-2. They've won their last two. And and Joe Burrow playing better, coming off his preseason injury. Uh, it's, It's a tough call. I think the Ravens bounce back this week at home and, and find a way to get this one done. So I'll, I'll take Baltimore. I'll take the Bengals in this one. I just think Baltimore still has some unresolved issues, and I think uh, I think Burrow will get it going against that team. 
Okay, we're going to do the Bears at Vikings for Sunday. You probably know where we're picking, but let's explain our picks. Once again, uh, thanks to Brianne Burdett. Thanks to White Bear Lake Superstore and Platinum Bank. Check out all of our shows at TalkNorth.com if you like football. We have the Viking Update show. We've got about four hockey shows. Uh, we have Roy and Lavelle on the Twins. We have Cheryl, the Cheryl Reeve show. Uh, big John Krasinski show last week at, at Head Flyer Brewing. Brought a huge crowd out. Uh, so check out John's basketball show. And uh, John Malay's Preps Today show, which is also excellent. Let's uh, get to the Vikings pick. Bears at Vikings. I'll go first and let you wrap up the show. Uh, I On the Viking Update show, which we do earlier in the week, I pick 23-13. The more I look at the Bears' inability to stop the run, uh, inability to protect Justin Fields, I think this could be a blowout. I'm going to go Vikings. Uh, I'm going to revise my pick, go Vikings 30-10. to 10. Well, I'm disappointed that you didn't take the Bears since you you picked opposite me on every game except the Giants and Packers. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's true. I did. Yeah, you did. But I I guess you don't don't have faith in the Windy City guys, and I understand that. (laughs) No, it's hard hard to do that. As I said, no gimmies in the NFL, but I, I, I do like the Vikings in this game. I think they will get the running game going more. I'll I'll say Vikings twenty seven seventeen. That sounds about right. Uh, no no way they should lose this game. That we can say for sure. Uh, Jeff and I will be back next week to talk about the Bears game to set up a very interesting matchup in Miami that could include. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater appearance. Uh, We'll check it out. We'll also talk about Tua and his issues. So thanks to Jeff. Thanks to Brianne. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. 